Hello everyone, I wanted to be honest about something. When I was doing the previous episode, I don't want anyone thinking that I wasn't sad or pissed or ignoring the pain of my life because the way I talked and read for a lot of listeners it would be concerning but I was and am grieving in the way that I grieve one of the ways that I grieve is that I put vocabulary words as well as psychological terms to the pain that I experienced. So in my mind, that helps me to show my sadness in a way that reflects my self-education. Because we can actually know a terminology for what happened. That is what makes everything unique. So in the world of crime, here are the things that I witnessed at the age of five. Abusive cycles. This is the name for the ongoing rotation between destructive and constructive behavior, which is typical of many dysfunctional relationships and families. The abuser profile, a description of what a typical abuser looks like. Alienation, the act of cutting off or interfering with the individual's relationships to others. Always and ever statements, always and ever statements or declarations containing the words always and ever. They are commonly used but rarely true. Anger, people who suffer from personality disorders often feel a, a sense of unresolved anger and a heightened or exaggerated perception that they have been wronged, invalidated, neglected, or abused. Avoidance, the practice of withdrawing from relationships with other people as a defensive measure to reduce the risk of rejection, accountability, criticism, or exposure. Fading, a provocative act used to solicit an angry, aggressive, or emotional response from another individual. Belittling, condescending, and patronizing. This kind of speech is a passive-aggressive approach to giving someone a verbal put-down while maintaining a facade of reasonableness or friendliness. Blaming, the practice of identifying a person or people responsible for creating a problem rather than identifying ways of dealing with the problem. Bullying, a systematic action of hurting a person from a position of relative physical, social, economic, or emotional strength. Catastrophizing, the habit of automatically assuming a worst-case scenario and inappropriately characterizing minor or moderate problems or issues as catastrophic events. Chaos manufacture, unnecessarily creating or maintaining an environment of risk, destruction, confusion, or mess. Cheating, sharing a romantic or intimate relationship with somebody we are already committed to a monogamous relationship with someone else. 
I saw all these things happening at the age of five that I'm reading to you in the crime world. And when it comes to the cheating part, I saw people cheat whether they were unmarried or married. Here are the other things I witnessed in the crime world at age of five that I have to read to you. Cheating, sharing a romantic or intimate relationship with somebody when you're already committed to a monogamous relationship with someone else. Chronic broken promises, repeatedly making and then breaking commitments and promises is a common trait among people who suffer from personality disorders. Circular conversations, arguments which go on almost endlessly, repeating the same patterns with no resolution. Confirmation bias. The tendency to pay more attention to things which reinforce your beliefs than to things which contradict them. Control me syndrome. This describes a tendency which some people have to foster relationships with people who have a controlling, narcissistic, antisocial, or quote-unquote acting out nature. Cruelty to animals. Acts of cruelty to animals have been statistically discovered to occur more often in people who suffer from personality disorders than in the general population. Denial, believing or imagining that some painful traumatic circumstance, even a memory does not exist or did not happen. Dependency, an inappropriate and chronic reliance by an adult individual on another individual for their health, subsistence, decision-making, or personal and emotional well-being. Depression, people suffering personality disorders are often also diagnosed with symptoms of depression. Dissociation, a psychological term used to describe a mental departure from reality. Domestic theft, consuming or taking, a tr or taking control of a resource or asset belonging to or shared with a family member, partner, or spouse without first obtaining their approval. Escape the fantasy, taking an imaginary excursion to a happier, more hopeful place. Engulfment, an unhealthy and overwhelming level, an unhealthy and overwhelming level of attention and dependency on another person, which comes from imagining. Or believing one exists only from the context of that relationship. Emotional blackmail, a system of threats and punishments used in an attempt to control someone's behaviors. Emotional abuse, a pattern, any pattern of behavior directed at one individual by another which promotes in them a destructive sense of fear, obligation, or guilt, fog, FOG. False accusations, patterns of unwarranted or exaggerated criticism directed towards someone else. Favoritism and scapegoating, systemat systematically giving a dysfunctional amount of preferential positive or negative treatment to one individual among a family group of peers. Fear of abandonment, an irrational belief that one is in imminent danger of being personally rejected, discarded, or replaced. Feelings of emptiness, an acute chronic sense that daily life has little worth or significance, leading to an impulsive appetite for strong physical sensations and dramatic relationship experiences. <laughs> Herbalist litigation, the use of legal proceedings to hurt, harass, or gain economic advantage of an individual organization. Gaslighting, the practice of brainwashing, convincing a mentally healthy individual that they're going insane or that their understanding of reality is mistaken or false. The term gaslighting is based on the 1944 MGM movie Gaslight. Grooming, grooming is the predatory act of maneuvering another individual to a position that makes them more isolated dependent, likely to trust, and more vulnerable to abusive behavior. Harassment. Any sustained or chronic pattern of unwelcome behavior by one individual towards another. High and low functioning. A high-functioning personality disorder individual is one who is able to conceal their dysfunctional behavior in certain public settings, 
and maintain a positive public or professional profile while exposing their negative traits to family members behind closed doors. A low-functioning personality disorder individual is one who is unable to conceal their dysfunctional behavior from public or maintain a positive public or professional profile. Hoarding. Accumulating items to an extent that it becomes detrimental to quality of lifestyle, comfort, security, or hygiene. Holiday triggers. Mood swings in personality disorder individuals are often triggered or amplified by emotional events such as family, holidays, significant anniversaries, and events which trigger, which trigger emotional memories. Hoovers and Hoovering. A Hoover is a metaphor taken from the popular brand of vacuum cleaners to describe how an abuse victim trying to assert their own rights by leaving a limiting contact in a dysfunctional relationship gets quote-unquote sucked back in and the perpetrator tempor temporarily exhibits improved or desirable behavior. Hysteria, an inappropriate overreaction to bad news or disappointments which diverts attention away from the real problem and towards the person who's having the reaction. Identity disturbance, a psychological term used to describe a distorted or inconsistent world or inconsistent self-view. Imposed isolation, when abuse results in a person becoming isolated from the support network, including friends and family. Imposed isolation, that's what it means. Again, impulsiveness, the tendency to act or speak based on current feelings rather than logical reasoning. Infantilization, treating a child as if they're much younger than their actual age. Intimidation, any form of veiled, hidden, indirect, or nonverbal threat. Invalidation, the creation or promotion of an environment which encourages an individual to believe that their thoughts, beliefs, values, or physical presence are inferior, flawed, problematic, or worthless. Lack of conscience. Individuals who suffer from personality disorders often preoccupied with their own agendas, sometimes to the exclusion of the needs and concerns of others. This is sometimes interpreted by others as a lack of moral conscience. Lack of object constancy. An inability to remember that people or objects are consistent, trustworthy, reliable, especially when they're out of the immediate field of vision. Low self-esteem, a common name for a negatively distorted self-view, which is inconsistent with reality. Magical thinking, looking for supernatural connections between external events and one's own thoughts, words, and actions. Manipulation, the practice of steering an individual into a desired behavior for the purpose of achieving a hidden personal goal. Masking, covering up one's own natural outward appearance, mannerisms and speech in dramatic and inconsistent ways depending on the situation. So those are all the things, some of the things actually that I experienced in the world of crime. This is top 100 traits of behavior with personality disorder individuals. So I just read some of what I ex was forced to experience as a five-year-old child in organized crime. I was put in organized crime against my will by actual criminals. Let me read to you the rest of what I was forced to suffer from as a five-year-old being exposed to the organized crime. So organized crime figures forced me to experience mirroring, imitating or copying other person's characteristics, favors, or traits, 
moments of clarity, spontaneous periods when a person with a personality disorder becomes more objective and tries to make amends. Mood swings, unpredictable, rapid, traumatic emotional cycles, which cannot be readily explained by changes in external circumstances. Marquesans and Marquesan by proxy syndrome. Oh, Munchausen, Munchausen's and Munchausen by proxy syndrome. A disorder in which an individual repeatedly fakes or exaggerates medical symptoms in order to manipulate the attentions of medical professionals or caregivers. Name calling, use of profane, derogatory, dehumanizing terminology to describe another individual or group. Narcissism, a set of behaviors characterized by a pattern of grandiosity, self-centered focus, need for admiration, self-serving attitude, and a lack of empathy or consideration for others. Neglect, a passive form of abuse in which the physical or emotional needs of the defendant are disregarded or ignored by the person responsible for them. Normalizing, normalizing is a tactic used to, de to desensitize an individual to abusive, coercive, or inappropriate behaviors. Next is normalizing is the manipulation of another human being to get them to agree to or accept something that is in conflict with the law, social norms, and their own basic code of behavior. Not my fault syndrome. The practice of avoiding personal responsibility for one's own words and actions. No one scenario is when, when you are manipulated into choosing between two bad options. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. Fucked if you do, fucked if you don't. Shit on if you do, shit on if you don't. Objectification, the practice of treating a person or a group of people like an object. Obsessive compulsive behavior. An inflexible adherence to arbitrary rules and systems or an illogical adherence to cleanliness and orderly structure. Panic attacks, short, intense episodes of fear or anxiety, often accompanied by physical symptoms such as hyperventilating, shaking, sweating, and chills. Parental alienation syndrome, when a separated parent convinces their child that the other parent is bad, evil, and worthless. Parentification, a form of role reversal in which a child is inappropriately given the role of meeting the emotional and physical needs of the parent or the families of the children. Passive-aggressive behavior, expressing mishandled feelings in an unassertive, passive way. Pathological lying, persistent deception by an individual to serve their own interests and needs with little or no regard to the needs and concerns of others. Again, this is pathological lying. A pathological liar is a person who habitually lies to serve their own needs. One more time. Pathological lying, persistent deception by individual to serve their own interests and needs with little or no regard to the needs and concerns of others. A pathological liar is a person who habitually lies to serve their own needs. Perfectionism, the maladaptive practice of holding oneself or others to an unrealistic, unattainable, or unsustainable standard of organization, order, or accomplishment in one particular area of living while sometimes neglecting common standards of organization, order, or accomplishment in other areas of living. Physical abuse, any form of voluntary behavior by one individual which inflicts pain, disease, or discomfort on another or deprives them of necessary health, nutrition, and comfort. Projection, the act of attributing one's own feelings or traits to another person and imagining or believing that the other person has those same feelings or traits. Proxy recruitment, a way of controlling or abusing another person by manipulating other people to unwittingly backing, quote-unquote, doing the dirty work. Bush pull, a chronic pattern of sabotaging and establishing closeness in a relationship without appropriate cause 
for releasing. Ranking and comparing. Drawing unnecessary and inappropriate comparisons between individuals or groups. Raging violence and impulsive aggression. Explosive verbal, physical, emotional elevations of a dispute. Rages threaten the security or safety of another individual violate their personal boundaries. Sabotage, a spontaneous disruption of calm or status quo in order to serve a personal interest, provoke a conflict, or draw attention. Scapegoating, singling out one child, employee, or a member of a group of peers for unmerited negative treatment or blame. Riding the emotional elevator, taking a fast track to different levels of emotional maturity. So we did scapegoating, sabotage, riding the emotional elevator, relationship hypervigilance, maintaining an unhealthy level of interest in the behaviors, comments, thoughts, and interests of others. Self-aggrandizement, pattern of pompous behavior, boasting, narcissism, or competitiveness designed to create an appearance of superiority. Selective competence, demonstrating different levels of intelligence, memory, resourcefulness, strength, or competence depending on the situation or environment. Selective memory and selective amnesia. Use of memory or lack of memory which is selective to the point of reinforcing a biased belief or desired outcome. Self-harm, any form of deliberate premeditated injury such as cutting, poisoning, or overdosing inflicted on oneself. Self-loathing, extreme hatred of one's own self, actions of one's ethnic or demographic background. Self-victimization, casting oneself in the role of a victim. Sense of entitlement, non-realistic, unmerited, or inappropriate expectation of favorable living conditions and favorable treatment at the hands of others. Sexual coercion. Sexual coercion is the act of using subtle pressure, trickery, emotional force, drugs, or alcohol to force sexual contact with someone against their will and includes persistent attempts to have sexual contact with someone who has already refused. At its core, sexual coercion slash abuse is about an imbalance in power and control. Sexual objectification being another individual in terms of their sexual usefulness or attractiveness rather than pursuing or engaging in a quality interpersonal relationship with them. Shaming. The difference between blaming and shaming in that is that in, in blaming, someone tells you that you did something bad, and shaming, someone tells you that you are something bad or someone bad. Silent treatment, a passive-aggressive form of emotional abuse in which, dis, in which displeasure, disapproval, and contempt is, is exhibited through nonverbal gestures while maintaining verbal silence. Situational ethics, a philosophy which promotes the idea that when dealing with a crisis, the end justifies the means, that a rigid interpretation of rules and laws can be set aside if a greater good or lesser evil is served by doing so. Sleep deprivation, the practice of routinely interrupting, impeding, or restricting another person's sleep cycle. Splitting, the practice of regarding people and situations as either completely good or completely bad. Black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking, extremism. Stalking, any pervasive and unwelcome pattern of pursuing contact with another individual. Standard emotional growth, a difficulty, reluctance, or inability to learn from mistakes, work on self-improvement, or develop more effective coping strategies. Targeted hatred, targeted humor, mocking, and sarcasm. Any sustained pattern of joking, sarcasm, or mockery which is designed to lose another individual's reputation in their own eyes or in the eyes of others. Terminal uniqueness is the false belief that the situation a person is facing is unlike anything anyone has ever faced before. 
It's so unique that therapy and treatment or recovery programs that work for others will not work for them because they are a special case. Testing, repeatedly forcing other individuals to demonstrate or prove their love or commitment to a relationship. Thought policing, any process of trying to question, control, or unduly influence another person's thoughts or feelings. Threats, inappropriate intentional warnings of destructive, act, destructive actions or consequences. Triangulation, gaining an advantage over perceived rivals by manipulating them into conflicts with each other. Triggering, small, insignificant, or minor action statements or events that produce a dramatic or inappropriate response. Tunnel vision, the habit or tendency to only see or focus on a single priority or neglecting or ignoring other important priorities. Verbal abuse, any kind of repeated pattern of inappropriate or auditory threatening speech directed at one individual by another. Lastly, this article. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking is the formation of beliefs based on what might be pleasing to imagine rather than on evidence, rationality, or reality. It is a product of resolving conflicts between belief and desire. These are all the things I was forced to experience at the age of five in the world of organized crime by countless criminals. In the world of crime, I experience a lot of these things I'm about to read to you. I, I was forced to experience naivete or immaturity. People find it too hard to accept the idea that some people are cunning, devious, and ruthless, or are in denial if they are being taken advantage of over agreeableness. People are too willing to give another the benefit of the doubt and see their side of things. Well, self-esteem, people struggle with self-doubt and lacking confidence and assertiveness and who are likely to go on the defensive too easily. Over-intellectualization, people try too hard to understand and believe others have some understandable reason to be manipulative. Emotional dependency, people have a, who have a submissive or dependent personality. The more emotionally dependent a person is, the more vulnerable they are to being exploited and manipulated. Greed, people are greedy and dishonest and may be easily enticed to act in an immoral way. Here, okay, here are more of the things I was forced to experience in the world of crime at the age of five. Positive reinforcement includes praise, superficial charm, superficial sympathy, crocodile tears, excessive apologizing, money, approval, gifts, attention, facial expressions such as a forced laugh or smile and public recognition. Negative reinforcement involves removing one from a negative situation as a reward, intermittent or partial reinforcement. Partial mm -hmm. or intermittent negative reinforcement can create an effective climate of fear and doubt. Partial or intermittent positive reinforcement can encourage the victims to persist. Punishment includes nagging, yelling, the silent treatment, intimidation, threats, swearing, emotional blackmail, guilt trips, sulking, crying, and playing the victim. Traumatic one trial learning using verbal abuse, explosive anger, other intimidating behavior to establish dominance or superiority. 
even one incident of such behavior can condition or train victims to avoid upsetting, confronting, or contradicting the manipulator. Those are some of the things that I saw the criminals, also as manipulators, do to control their victims. There are more of the things that I saw criminals do. The criminals, also known as manipulators, exploit the following, exploit the following vulnerabilities, buttons that did exist in their victims. The desire to please, addiction to earning the approval and acceptance of others, emotophobia, fear of quote-unquote negative emotion, example, a fear of expressing anger, frustration, or disapproval, lack of assertiveness and ability to say no, blurry sense of identity with soft personal boundaries, low self-reliance, external locus, uh, control. Here are more of the things that I was exposed to in the world of crime at the age of five. I saw criminals, also known as the manipulators, having various possible motivations, including but not limited to, these are actual motivations, by the way, they need to advance their own purposes and personal gain at virtually any cost to others. A strong need to obtain feelings of power and superiority in relationship to others. Compare megalomania, a want and need to feel in control, a desire to gain the feeling of power of others in order to raise their perception and self-esteem. Furtherance of cult dynamics and recruiting or retaining followers. Boredom or growing tired of one's surroundings, seeing manipulation as a gain more than hurting others. Covert agendas, criminal or otherwise, including financial manipulation, often seen when intentionally targeting the elderly or unsuspecting, unprotected, wealthy for the sole purpose of obtaining victims financial assets, not identifying with underlying emotions, including experiencing commitment phobia and subsequent rationalization. Um, the offenders in my life, the criminals they are forced to be around, they were offenders who did manipulate consciously but they would make it look like they would rather try to convince themselves of the invalid of the invalid invalidity of their own emotions. Again, the offenders also those criminals in my life did manipulate consciously, but they would rather try to convince themselves or trick themselves to believe that they would rather try to convince themselves of the invalid invalidity of their own emotions. Lack of self-control over impulsive and antisocial behavior leading to preemptive or reactionary manipulation to maintain image. I saw Here's some things I saw criminals do. The techniques of the criminals, also known as manipulators, may include, and it did include, lying by commission. It is hard to tell somebody's lying at the time they do it, although often the truth may be apparent later, later when it is too late. One way to minimize the chance of being lied to is to understand that some personality types, particularly psychopaths, are experts at lying and cheating, doing it frequently and often in subtle ways. Lying by omission. This is a subtle form of lying by withholding a significant amount of the truth. This technique is also used in propaganda. Denial. Manipulator refuses to admit they have done something wrong. 
rationalization and an excuse made by the manipulator for inappropriate behavior. Rationalization is supposed to let it to spin. Minimization, this is a type of denial coupled with rationalization. The, the manipulator says that their behavior is not as harmful or, or irresponsible as someone else was suggesting. Selective inattention or selective attention. Manipulator refuses to pay attention to anything that may distract from their agenda. Diversion, manipulator not giving a straight answer to a straight question, instead being diversionary, extend the conversation onto another topic. Evasion, similar to diversion, but giving irrelevant, rambling, or vague responses. Covert intimidation, manipulator putting the victim onto the defensive by using veiled, subtle, indirect, or implied threats. Guilt trip, a special kind of intimidation tactic. And manipulator suggests to the conscientious victims that they do not care enough or are too selfish or have it too easy. This could result in the victim feeling bad, keeping them in a self-doubt and anxious and submissive position. Shaming. Manipulator uses sarcasm and put-downs to increase fear and self-doubt in the victim. Manipulators use this tactic to make others feel unworthy and therefore defer to them. Manipulators can make one feel ashamed for even daring to challenge them. It is an effective way to foster a sense of inadequacy in the victim. Vilifying the victim, this tactic is a powerful means of putting the victim on the defensive while simultaneously masking the aggressive intent of the manipulator while the manipulator falsely accuses the victim as being an abuser in response when the victim stands up for or defends themselves of their or their position. Playing the victim role, manipulator portrays themselves as a victim of circumstance or of someone else's behavior in order to gain pity, sympathy, or evoke compassion and thereby and thereby get something from another. Caring and conscientious people often cannot stand to see anyone suffering, and the manipulator often finds it easy to play on sympathy to get cooperation. Playing the servant role. Checking cloaking a self-serving agenda in the guise, G-U-I-S-E of a service to a more noble cause. Seduction. Manipulator uses charm, manipulator uses charm, praise, flattery, or overtly supporting others in order to get them to lower their defenses and give their trust and loyalty to the manipulator. They will also offer help with the intent to gain trust and access to an unsuspecting victim they have charmed. Projecting the blame, blaming others. Manipulating scapegoats in often subtle, hard to detect ways. Often the manipulator will project their own thinking onto the victim, making the victim look like they have done something wrong. Manipulators also claim that the victim is the one who is at fault for believing lies that they were common to believing, as if the victim forced the manipulator to be deceitful. All blame except for the part that is used by the manipulator to accept false guilt is done in order to make the victim feel guilty about making healthy choices, correct thinking, and good behaviors. It is frequently used as a means of psychological and emotional manipulation and control. Manipulators lie about lying only to re-manipulate the original less believable story into a quote-unquote more acceptable truth than the victim will believe. Projecting lies as being the truth is another common method of control and manipulation. Manipulators may falsely accuse the victim of quote-unquote deserving to be treated that way. They often claim that the victim is crazy or abusive, especially when there is evidence against the manipulator. Feigning evidence. Manipulator tries to suggest that any harm done was unintentional that they did not do something that they were accused of. Manipulator may put on a look of surprise or indignation. This tactic makes the victim question their own judgment, possibly their own sanity. Feigning confusion. 
Nicholas tries to play dumb by pretending they do not know what the victim is talking about or is confused about an important issue brought to their attention. The manipulator intentionally confuses the victim in order for the victim to doubt their own accuracy of perception, often pointing out key elements that the manipulator intentionally included in the case, included in case there's room for doubt. Sometimes manipulators will have used cohorts in, cohorts in advance to help back up their story. Brandishing anger, the manipulator uses anger to brandish sufficient emotional intensity and rage to shock the victim into submission. The manipulator is not actually angry, they just put on an act. They just want what they want and get quote-unquote angry when denied. Controlled anger is often used as a manipulation tactic to avoid confrontation, avoid telling the truth, or to further hide intent. There are often threats used by the manipulator of going to the police or falsely reporting abuses that the manipulator intentionally contrived to scare or intimidate the victim into submission. Blackmail and other threats of exposure are other forms of controlled anger and manipulation, especially when the victim refuses initial requests or suggestions by the manipulator. Anger is also used as a defense so the manipulator can avoid telling truths at inconvenient times or circumstances. Anger is often used as a tool or defense to ward off inquiries or suspicion. The victim becomes more focused on the anger instead of the manipulation tactic. Brand wagon effect. Manipulator comforts the victim into submission by claiming whether true or false. That many people already have done something and the victim should as well. Such manipulation can be seen in peer pressure situations, often occurring in scenarios where the manipulator tends to influence the victim to trying drugs or other substances. Those are a lot of the things that I was exposed to in the world of crime. Concealing aggression. Concealing aggressive attentions and behaviors and being affable. Knowing the psychological vulnerabilities of the victim to determine which tactics are likely to be the most effective. Having a sufficient level of ruthlessness to have no qualms about causing harm to the victim if necessary. So those are the things I saw, more things I saw in the criminals against my will when it came to their successful psychological manipulation that primarily involved the criminals also known as the manipulators. So here are other things that I was exposed to in the world of crime at the age of five that unfortunately did occur. Dependent. Dependent people need to be loved and are therefore gullible and liable to say yes to something to which they should say no. Immature has impaired judgment so it tends to believe exaggerated advertising claims. Naive cannot believe there are dishonest people in the world or takes it for granted that if there are any, they will not be allowed to prey on others. Impressionable, overly seduced by charmers, trusting. People who are honest often assume that everyone else is honest. They are more likely to commit themselves to people they hardly know without checking credentials, etc., and less likely to question so-called experts. Carelessness, not giving sufficient amount of thought or attention to harm or errors. Lonely, lonely people may accept any offer of human contact. A psychopathic stranger may offer human companionship for a price. Narcissistic. Narcissists are prone to 
falling for unmerited flattery. Impulsive make snap decisions. Altruistic opposite of psychopathic, too honest, too fair, too empathic. Frugal cannot say no to a bargain if they know the reasoning it is so cheap. Materialistic easily easy prey for loan sharks or get rich quick schemes. Greedy, the greedy and dishonest may fall prey to a psychopath who could easily entice it back in an immoral way. Masochistic, lack self-respect and so unconsciously let psychopaths take advantage of them. They think they deserve it out of a sense of guilt. The elderly, the elderly can become fatigued and less capable of multitasking. When hearing a sales pitch, they're less likely to consider that it could be a con. They're prone to giving money to someone with a hard luck story. Think about the elder abuse. So those are the vulnerabilities to psychopathic manipulators that I witnessed in the world of crime growing up. The criminalism life suffered from narcissistic personality disorder, psychopathic personality disorder, sociopathic personality disorder, psychopathic personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, factitious disorder, conduct disorder, CD, borderline personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, too. They had all the mood disorders and all the personality disorders and they had all the social skills disorders too they were exceptionally manipulated that actually And the criminalism life suffered from using diversion to enhance mood, poor emotion skills, capacity for inauthenticity, concealing emotions, mood worsening, and mood or emotional state enhancing. I saw them suffer from an unintentional dysfunctional manipulation, sense of grandiosity, feelings of superiority, exhibitionism, charm, but also explore the favors and into personal domain, success, beauty, feelings of entitlement, and a lack of empathy. I saw their warped sense of self-protection is antagonistic self-protection and self-defense. And they were into aggressive self-enhancement, self-promotion in such a cocky way. They were able to change the emotions of others, but they did not change the emotions of themselves. And they were filled with deceitfulness. I was exposed to blackmail, brainwashing, bullying, 
culture, fear, coercion, coercive persuasion, confidence tricks, crowd manipulation, covert hypnosis, covert interrogation, dark triad, deception, appeal to motion, blackmail. Demagogy, spreading tactics, DISC assessments, dumbing down, watering down, fear mongering, war mongering, gaslighting, half truth, internet manipulation, isolation, facilitate abuse, fallacies, lying, mass expression techniques, media manipulation, mind control, mobbing, psychological warfare, psychological abuse, whispering campaigns, and Social influences, sheeple, last psychological warfare. So, yes, I was a victim of psychological manipulation, emotional manipulation at the hands of countless criminals. In the world of crime, I saw suicide attempts that failed, suicide attempts that unfortunately succeeded, self-harm, self-injury, self-mutilation, self-cutting. Compulsive sexual misbehavior, substance use disorders, alcohol use disorder, eating disorder. Sabotaging their own achievements, lacking self-confidence, lacking healthy coping mechanisms like a certain personal boundary. Their, their way of showing competence was the only way to do so, so untangling themselves from demands. And they had feelings of anxiety and unworthiness or from an impulsive desire to repeat the climb to the top. So I witnessed self-destructive behavior growing up. I saw the the people who smoke like a chimney, like Glad y'all are understanding what I had to overcome. In the world of crime, this is what I was exposed to. Uh, accessory, accomplices, complicity, Corporate liability, 
Under criminal law, principles any act is primarily responsible for criminal offense, vicarious liability, felonies, infractions, violations, misdemeanors, attempts, conspiracy. Assassinations, assaults, battery, child abuse, criminal negligence, defamation, domestic violence, false imprisonment, harassment, home invasion, homicides, intimidation, kidnapping, castrations, manslaughter, corporate manslaughter, mayhem, murder, the rule of felony murder, felony murder rule. Negligent homicide, invasion of privacy. Therefore, we need the right to privacy, robbery, stalking, torture, adultery, bigamy, polygamy, child sexual abuse, cybersex, trafficking, fornication, homosexuality, transgenderism, incest, indecent exposure, masturbation, obscenity, vulgarity vulgarity, prostitution, rape, sexual trafficking, sexual assault, sexual slavery, vandalism, death, tax evasion, smuggling, robbery, robbery, possessing stolen property, pickpocketing, payola, larceny, intellectual property violations, gambling, Fraud, forgery, false pretenses, extortion, embezzlement, burglary, bribery, blackmail, Those are more of the stories that talk about my world in crime. And I know that it has to start with me. The survivor child I witnessed crimes against, crimes against property sexual offenses, crimes against the person, and enjoy in, in, in offenses. In the world of crime, I did experience bestiality, wildlife smuggling, cruelty to animals, terrorism, suicide, smoking, drinking alcohol, doing drugs, Impressing miscegenation and legal miscegenation, dueling, censorship, bagging, and apostasy. I'm not dissing anybody's religion. What I am saying is you have to shock people. Whether that's just around you, what you say and how you live your life works wonderful, man. We're all role models when it comes to somebody and something and you can use that wise. The 
There's nothing wrong with homosexuality. There's nothing wrong with prostitution. There's nothing wrong with fornication. As long as you, as long as everybody can be sexually transparent with each other, as well as have transcendent sex, tantric sex. That really does. I know it's going to speak to you because it absolutely speaks to me first. I was exposed to aspects of humanity that are so yes there are more crimes that I have to say happen um there was subversion seditions this there was just espionage for sure treason um less and majesty less and majesty there was cruelty to animals wildlife smuggling bestiality there's definitely um murder theft rape gun dueling gambling When it came to crimes, victims died and some did become incapacitated. In the world of crime, I was in also in the world of crime, I was in there was fear of retaliation, which did deter victims or witnesses of crime from taking any action. Even in police societies, fear did inhibit people from reporting incidents or from co or from co operating in a trial. <coughs> Fear didn't fear did inhibit them from reporting incidents or from cooperating in trials. And that's what uh, happened for sure. There were um, there were crimes against humanity, crimes against the person, crime Crime, uh, offenses against the state, crimes against the state, blue collar crimes, corporate crimes, there were uh, war crimes, white collar crimes, victimless crimes, state corporate crimes, state crimes, public order crimes, political crimes, organized crime, give it away, juvenile delinquency, all these types of crimes I was exposed to. I was exposed to uh, forgery personation and cheating, firearms, offensive weapons, offenses against the state slash offenses against the crown and government or political offenses, harmful or dangerous drugs, offenses against religion and public worship, offenses against public justice or offenses against the administration of public justice, public order offenses, commerce, financial markets and insolvency, offenses against public morals and public policy, Motor vehicle offenses, conspiracy, incitement, and attempt to commit crime, 
inchoate offenses, juvenile delinquency, victimless crimes, and indictable only offenses, indictable offenses, hybrid offenses, summer offenses, those are things that I witnessed in the world of crime. When I was five, I witnessed crimes against peace, uh, war crimes, which were war for aggression, torture, slavery, sexual slavery, piracy, incitement to genocide, genocide for disappearance, crimes of apartheid, crimes of peace. These were things that were either talked about or actually done in my presence. And most of these things were done in my presence more than talked about when it came to criminals in my life. Against my will, so there was embezzlement, wage, death, occupational crimes. And there was mayhem, murder. Corporate murder, it was just negative homicide so much. civilian life partners who didn't know any crimes and they weren't married so 
Um, I did witness cohabitation because I've been married in the prime world. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with um, polyamory. There's nothing wrong with cohabitation as long as people are right for each other and compatible and have their, they have, their uh, compatibility and that chemistry in terms of, you know, of inner beauty, then it's all good. And, and as long as they have enough physical attraction one another, sexual attraction, and they're compatible with chemistry in that area, then cohabitation and polyamory are good in those areas. And I don't mind people being married to multiple partners as long as there's enthusiastic consent, enthusiastic quality, enthusiastic respect, enthusiastic trust, enthusiastic safety, then it's all good. Especially if there's gender equality and gender and sexual diversity equality within marrying multiple partners, then that's good. Because if, if it's heteronormative, it shouldn't be done. And, um... I would say enthusiastic equality, enthusiastic respect, enthusiastic trust, enthusiastic safety, enthusiastic consent goes for marriage to multiple partners, relationships with multiple partners, monogamy, and cohabitation. Um, and I also want to say that chemistry in terms of inner beauty and outer beauty and sex physicality should apply to monogamous and non-monogamous relationships, whether they're together unmarried or they don't live together or live together and they're married or just unmarried you, you know what I'm saying just, it's okay to have intimate relationships with people as long as people are um, they treat each other well and they're clearly correct for one another you know and so those are the things that I experienced when I was in the world of crime in the world of crime I, I was exposed to Forced marriages and arranged marriages. I was exposed to cousin marriages. A cousin marriage is a marriage with a spouse and a cousin. I was exposed to this, these things. I was exposed to extramarital affairs. I was exposed to love-hate relationships that were very stormy and very thunderous. Um, I was exposed to cash relationships in that world. Hey. As long as people are consistent and respectful, it's all good. But in the world of crime, these things were bad, obviously. And uh, I, I think marriages should be picked by the people themselves instead of people outside of people now. You know, some people like blind dates. Some people are like, hey, pick my partner for me. Obviously. Um, know that that person is right for you then fine you know but these are things I experienced in the world of crime and in the world of crime I did witness social rejection frenemies enemies a frenemy is a person with whom an individual maintains a friendly interaction despite underlying conflict possibly Encompassing bribery, mistrust, jealousy, competition. These are things I experienced in the world of crime. 
world of crime experience in down in the in the guy in the gammy, hypergamy, the practice of marrying within a specific ethnic group, class, or social group, projecting on others to contrast exagamy after practicing a spouse of higher socioeconomic status attached status to oneself, contrast to hypogamy. So I experienced those things in the world of crime. Uh, I witnessed male led relationships, female led relationships. Broken hearts, long distance relationships, serial monogamy, sexual promiscuity, relationship uh, anarchy, relational disorders, mental disorders attributed to a relationship rather than to any one individual in the relationship. I witnessed friend zones that a lot of people did not like in the crime world. I saw all firearms and all deadly weapons, guns, knives, bombs, the way that we were all made to hold them, you know, behind our backs. We were crouching positions, ducking, dodging bullets, dodging knives. So yes, I um witnessed in the crime world like internet dating, dysfunctional relations. For sure, those are the reasons for any relationship. Um, it was a rough ass world to live in. It was a hell of a goddamn worst-ass time in my childhood at the time. It was all shitty and fucked up, that's for damn sure. Um, there's nothing wrong with Lucia Benark as long as people satisfy, but, you know. In the crime world, people were not satisfied, obviously, their partners who they were with had a whole nine yards, so, uh, I knew criminals who were landlords and tenants, and they would have, and criminal landlords would have sex with their tenants in order for the tenants to stay the abuse of tenant rights and I know criminal tenants who gave their landlords a little extra money in rent and had sex with them so they could stay where they were and the criminal landlords kind of tenants would be in each other's crime operations commit crimes for each other pay each other on side side hustles and they would have sex with each other I was around whenever those things happened I remember that for sure it was audible and it was visual, and I let you use your intelligence to catch my drift on that. And those are all my stories of life in the crime world. And so that's what uh, happened to me.
body and our emotions and our thoughts are just so yes we were taught in a time where i had it put bullets and guns how to reload, how to load, um, how to aim, how to kill, shoot, kill shots, um, how to put guns to people's heads, and uh, we were taught how to aim guns in all different types of ways, put it behind our backs, tuck it under our butts. And then we go home, we take a fight. Tuck it to our sides, our pockets. And why do we do that? How to crouch. How to hide yourself. We were taught how to be proficient in all firearms, all guns, all knives, all deadly weapons, all bombs, all grenades. And how to throw it, how to bomb it, how to firebomb, all the process. We were taught all these things. And I used to walk around with extra butts in my pocket with my with thousands of dollars in cash on me, and the other pocket was the extra ammo, extra bullets, and, and uh, guns, so I can make both of my pockets sat as a five-year-old child, so I'm now finished telling you all this stuff, what happened to me in the crime world, but before, wait a minute, one more story. I was notorious in the prime world, so the sight of me, the sound of me, caused caused many criminals to run, scream for their lives, act overly nice to me, be overly quiet, overly cautious around me. They made sure to treat women right around me because if you didn't, I would destroy dudes with my bare hands. Sometimes I had to destroy dudes with my bare hands because they tried to pick on me as criminals and I had to let them know what time it was. And so I had to defend myself. And when they would, you know, try to assault women or assault women, I destroyed them with my bare hands and never messed with women again. And so I was that type of person that I had to be that type of person, you know, because the world of crime. And the world of crime was very much rough for me to even be a part of. You know, it's like, but some people, it's hard. It's not something to glamorize at all. So, I had to defend women and women at the time. And that's pushing me out of my comfort zone. I was never in my comfort zone, by the way, I was always in my discomfort zone. You gotta get the point of what happened in the world of crime. Just people showed their fear when it came to all types of ways. Even for example, and that's what happened to me. A lot of times in that world, you know, just something I couldn't, I couldn't stomach it. You know, with the fear, they, their their eyes would get big. These people would see me, or try to tell the people how bad I am, and those people would beat them down. A lot of criminals would do these things. Um, in terms of these criminals would be t- trying to tell civilians how bad I was, and they would get the bloody, brutal beatdowns of their eyes by civilians, especially women. 
And uh, when people are in fear of you, they get apprehensive. They're too choosy in their words in terms of too much caution. Or they walk away or run away or they fast walk away. All those things happen because people and the criminals were scared. You know, they'd be shaking their boots, their teeth would be jittery, you know, clenching the teeth. And it would be chomping up and down their teeth as if they were cold in the winter. And uh, it was also a rough world to just exist in. Real rough world. And so y'all get the point of what it was like for me to be in the world of crime against my will at the age of five.